Yo, 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 it's your boy Scooby-Doo here. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Before we get into it, uh, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, go to our channel, check out our other playlists. Um, <laughs> See, it's funny. Yeah. I thought that you were you were do redoing the bit that we started this podcast with, where we were like bad radio VJs. And I it took me a split second to realize you were actually doing an impression of like a bad YouTube uh, show host. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what we're doing. Look, I really want to get this over 500,000 likes and subscribes, folks. If we can please do that, push us over the top, that would make me so happy. We only got three more minutes of intro for you, then we're going to get into this 30-second video. Oh, man, you guys are going to love it so much. Uh, yeah, yeah, listen up, listen up. We got like, I know we got like seven minutes of intro. I got to shout out my sponsors. I got to shout out some people. We're gonna, I got like 30 seconds of content, and then I have uh, two and a half minutes of outro because you know we got to get 10 minutes just to get that ad revenue money money yo i gotta tell you guys all about loot crate this is my favorite service in the world the wor sorry just the worst uh subscription service loot crate <laughs> nobody wants that nobody nobody wants to get in on that you can get every month you'll get five stickers of my face making different expressions one bobblehead luke every single month and a random piece of luke memorabilia from one of your favorite pop culture like uh series this week the scooby dudes are covering a youtube video that's what this intro is all about <laughs> i was like i said luke crate is great that was a great poll uh yeah it's called um it's called the Scooby the, the Scooby Doo series I think or something like it's by Samster fifty five sixty seven fifty six seventy seven I believe ah shoot sorry can, how could you forget how could I forget oh man that's I mean look uh, I can understand forgetting about Dre but forgetting about Samster five six seven seven how dare you oh man I I can't believe I did that I need to you know like excise the Alamo from my memory to make room for Samster I need to uh, erase <laughs> from my data bank. <laughs> To, to get room for Samster up in there. Yeah, is that is that what you want to... You want that on record here in the intro to this episode of this I podcast. I think that's what I want. I think the most red-blooded Americans listening to this will agree with me that Samster... Trump... Okay. Uh, here's the episode. Thank you guys for joining <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, I think that's... Oh, by the shoot, way... We didn't say who we were. We're the Scooby Dudes. <laughs> we're the, the, the Scooby Dudes... Podcast. Uh, two best friends talking best about friends, their favorite meddling favorite kids. Meddling kids and, their dumb and their dumb dog, dog. too. Uh, that's it. We're done here. Two dudes talking about Scooby-Doo. Two dudes just like you. Unless you're a lady. Mm, this show is for ladies, too. If you're LGBTQ, we are your Scooby-Doos. So it's it's kind of funny that we've decided to do this episode right after our last episode. Like this was unplanned, but we're kind of going from a from a Luke and Evan from a Scooby Dudes fan creation mm -hmm. to covering someone else's fan creation. Yeah, we didn't mean to. Yeah, have us create a work and then look at a work someone else created. It almost prompts us to compare our work to theirs in terms of like oh what would we have done here rather than them i guess we're always asking how would we have liked to see this episode go differently than it went but that i'd say let's avoid those comparisons if at all we can 
Because why would I, as like a child playing with crayons, want to compare my art to that of Galileo? <laughs> All right, I mean, like, let's for this episode, let's just lay back and look at the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. I, I tried to do that. They do not appreciate you lying on the uh, on the cool marble floor. Yeah, and uh, did I say <laughs> was Galileo an artist? Because I definitely meant Michelangelo. Galileo <laughs> was an astronomer. I went part way into that. I was like, "Wait, shoot! Did I say Galileo?" <laughs> yeah, really, actually, no. When you think about it, aren't aren't the heavens this like? Isn't this world the Sistine Chapel? Are the heavens not its ceiling? Isn't a, a firm grasp of physics the ultimate painting? That's what I'm getting at. We're the Scooby Dudes. Yeah. Um, oh man. So unprecedented episode last week. If you haven't heard it, we uh, we created our own episode based on a writing prompt. Mm-hmm. This week is the first ever episode in which we cover uh, a fan creation, a non-canon Scooby episode. Yeah, this is the first creation I think that's non-canon to Scooby Dudes or Scooby Doo. So uh, this is not affiliated with Hanna Barbera in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Warner Brothers has nothing to do with this. This is, um... Yeah, this is not an in-house production. This is an out-house production. <laughs> okay, first of all... What? I can't believe that you would level those kinds of words against this master. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know I have nothing but the utmost respect for Samster 5677. A, a true master. Samster 5677. And, look, it sounds like we're ragging on this dude. But I want to say it right now. Um, Samster joined YouTube. I have his about page up, and and as context for listeners, we are covering a YouTube series mm-hmm. by this guy, Samster five six seven seven. That we are. Samster joined YouTube in September eighth of last year, twenty sixteen, and at the time of this recording, his videos cumulatively have eight point five million views, an average of nearly half a mil for his most recent popular vids. That is insanely popular, folks. Look, we've been doing this since what March of this year, March twenty seventeen. Yeah, we've been going for a fair, a, a fairly long time. I mean, we deserve that kind of recognition too. Is that what you're getting at? I agree. What I'm, what I'm saying is like, I think all of our listener, every listen combined, I think barely stacks up to one of this dude's videos. Yeah, like one of his early videos, like the very earliest. I think Samster five six seven seven has a video that's just one second dial tone called test. And that's what all of our views amount to. And this is one of those really... You know how some people say that Shakespeare didn't really write his own plays and that Shakespeare is really a mystery character? Like, William Shakespeare's... Yeah, it was Galileo who wrote (laughs) Shakespeare's plays. I think we all know. It's got the touch of a physicist there. Uh, is is uh, knowledge knowledge of the cosmos not not akin to knowledge of uh, of the literary realm? Yeah, of plot, of character, of rhyme, of reason. Reason? Hmm? Are constellations not merely the sentences of the heavens? I think they're like the periods of the heavens. <laughs> but I'm no Galileo. That's all to say that if you go to um, Samster5677's YouTube page... Uh, he has uh, some some rules and request some channel slash requesting rules, and the third mm-hmm. item on said list says, "Do not ask me any personal questions like what is your real name or where do you live." 
This guy is he is an, he is anonymous. I mean, he's not like literally. He's not. Yeah. He's not the 4chan hacker known as anonymous. But he he is so anonymous. He might be a she for all we know, or a she. But there's no way of saying. And I would encourage everyone not to ask Samster five six seven seven who this person is because, as they said, they don't want to hear those questions. But if you want to know, I'm going to tell you right now. I did go ahead and research this just so we could save everyone all the trouble of looking it up. It's uh, Timothy Green in Alberta, Canada. Uh, this is 56 Forest Lane Road, <laughs> uh, unit number 27, lives with his single mother, okay. Martha. Stop. He Martha <laughs> works a late shift at the diner just down the road from about well, 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. Timmy's home alone during that time. That's when Timmy makes these videos as Samster5677. I really like the misdirect of, of being named Timothy but having your YouTube persona be Samster, as in, as if your name were Samuel. That's because Timothy really appreciates uh, his, you know, his privacy. And we should all respect that. Don't ask Samster77 to con confirm or deny this, please. I, okay, I, I do want to clear this for, really for my benefit, if anything. You, mm. that is all, okay, I, I, that, first of all, that has to be fake. But I am concerned about where you got that information. Okay, so I'll I'll admit now that that person is not Samster five six seven seven. I don't know who Samster is. I would never do that to Samster. This is a real kid who I just named. This is genuinely a real kid, and all that information I gave you is true. So you've <laughs> I, I found a private investigator who had already investigated somebody and just wanted to get paid for the work. So you're telling me that this kid. <laughs> This kid with his single mother who's, uh, what, what do you say, she leaves the house between the hours of, like, 4 p.m. and She works a late shift at a diner, Tuesday through Saturday. Uh, I, I think you were going to some specifics, like, uh, like the latch on the back window is a little bit loose. It was 5 p.m. to and, 1 a.m. Uh, the, the front key is actually underneath, uh, underneath this pot of begonias. Yeah, and actually they just replaced the latch on the back window, but the bottom left pane is loose. You can actually jiggle that free. And then whoop, right into the handle. So I just want to let all of our listeners know, I just want to let this be clear, that has nothing to do with Samster 5677. That no, is just that is a separate situation. There will be no impact to Samster 5677, regardless of what you do or don't do. Don't do anything with that information. Don't, don't do anything. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Samster 5677, a mystery indeed. We don't know who this person is. I think we're going to be observing and maybe speculating some things about the creator from the creation, correct? Yeah. So uh, that was a really long-winded way of saying that Samster five six seven seven is more popular than likely Luke and I collectively will ever be in our entire lives. Yeah. Uh, this this guy has a or the guy girl. This person has a huge broad reach, and what we're going to do is we're going to hone in on one of their on a very specific series uh, that Samster has. Uh, the other series are um, Caillou Gets Grounded, there's a series called Dora Gets Grounded, and then there are six Caillou and Dora crossover episodes. And we're not looking at any of those. What we're looking at is the very aptly named uh, The Scooby-Doo series. Yes, we are. And even these Scooby-Doo series, these, are, these videos got pretty popular. And I think this is probably the most easy-to-access thing that we've reviewed so far, aside from navel-gazing at our own content. So, you know, like, if you're curious what we're watching, seek it out, Samster5677. Watch the first of the Scooby-Doo series, The Gang Goes Camping. The Scooby the Scooby Gang Goes Camping. At the time of this recording, there are 25 episodes. 
Uh, but like you said, episode one is the one that we're going to be looking at. Um, and this is one last thing before we dive into the episode. Uh, I want to describe the... if. I mean, look, Samster567 is an artist. He, he's an artist. He's a real Galileo, if you will. Galileo, <laughs> yes. Oh, dude, I think this guy, he's a straight-up Copernicus. Whew. He's hot. The, uh, the, um, what is it? The, the medium that, uh, the medium that Samster5677 has chosen, because these are cartoons. I, I'll, I'll, I'll be upfront about that. Much like most Scooby-Doo media out there, this is an animated cartoon series, uh, but Samster5677 has used a program called Go Animate. And this is a software not specifically designed for Scooby-Doo animation. Isn't that right, Evan? If you type GoAnimate.com into Google, as I have just done, you will see that GoAnimate, as described here on, on the, this search engine page, says, GoAnimate is, and I quote, a cloud-based animated video creation platform. It is designed to allow business people with no background in animation to quickly and easily create animated videos. It's business animation. And the part that I'm going to hang on is that it's for people who don't know how to animate, which makes it sound like it doesn't have very deep uh, features. Here's uh, what throws me the most about this. Okay. Um, we, we know nothing about Samster 5677. We know that Samster 5677 is not Timothy, a young boy who... Uh, Sits at home unsupervised. A young boy who, uh, who once went out of McDonald's with his mother, uh, had a Happy Meal purchase for him by the person in front of him in line, and subsequently has an unnatural <laughs> trust for strangers. Okay, um, uh, go animate. The thing is, it's, it is for business people, um, and the difference between business people and young, small children, young children, school children, is that business people have money, Go Animate is a paid program. Uh, it's a program that requires uh, a subscription. And if you go to GoAnimate.com, in fact, the first thing that you'll see is um, a sign-up sheet above which says "Try free for 14 days." So, with the amount of views that Samster is getting, my hope would be that he gets enough YouTube money to pay for this subscription. At this point, he definitely does. And we're just, let's just say he can, for convenience, I mean, he's got a, when he was starting out, maybe the, it was priced differently. Maybe it was freeware at one point. Uh, maybe it was made to, meant to be more general and this is how it's monetized at this stage, but it doesn't look like it. And at some point it makes it look like, I, th I think Samster's dad works in marketing or something like that. No, not legit marketing. <laughs> I think Samster's dad is Mr. Animate. <laughs> or Mr. Go. <laughs> You know what? We we gotta dive into this. Um, we we gotta dive in. We there's lots more speculation we can do about Samster, but that's the engine that's running. Uh, this is the first episode we're gonna see. Basically, it's it's kind of choppy flash animation. It looks like real low budget Family Guy. I know we're saying flash animation, which might lead listeners to assume that um, people who use this program are drawing their own figures and then moving their limbs around and their mouths. Uh, these are definitely. The characters in these videos, they're stock, and then you can sort of, like, swap out their noses, their hair pieces, their clothing, etc. Um, and one thing that Luke and I are really going to pay a lot of attention to 
is that their dialogue is synced to their lips, but their dialogue is not spoken by the creator. The dialogue um, uses a voice, a text-to-speech program. Yeah, and, and the matching to the lips, you actually brought this to my attention, is a feature in Go Animate, which is pretty impressive. Because it matches pretty cleanly, and I was like, man, this guy knows what he's doing. I guess that was automatic. And yet, it's, everything is spoken by some version of Microsoft, Sam. Hi, my name is Freddy. Uh, without further ado, I am very excited to take a deep dive into this episode. Six minutes and 25 seconds, the Scooby gang goes camping. Are, are you ready? I am ready. Are you willing? So what happens first? Uh, Fred is watching TV. And Fred looks like Fred. Just to get a couple of models on uh, on your mind, they managed to recreate Fred, Fred, Fred on uh, with the models available. One thing um, that's clear is that all of the colors are are the exact correct colors. It's like Samster uh, took a an eyedropper tool and like Photoshop or Paint and just like got them got the actual colors from all of the gang. Fred has uh, the correct color shoes the correct color blue pants he has a it what looks like a white pullover over a blue turtleneck there's no uh um not a cravat neckerchief yeah but it's i mean it all looks right his hair is blonde and it's done up well that all looks like fred so like you said fred is he's sitting in this living room he's watching television and what what does he hear on the tv it's a camping ad you know how when you're watching tv you know, big nature is always pushing camping on you. <laughs> big nature? Big nature. <laughs> the big nature lobby is always trying to get you to huff some O. That means oxygen. It's a camping ad, basically. And it's, it kind of, to me, this the fact that it's advertised as camping, and moreover, the fact that Fred reacts like angrily to it, like, I don't want to go camping makes it sound like Samster is a pretty young kid. Like, I don't want to go outside. I want to stay in and watch TV, but I'm also very susceptible to commercials. We're going we're gonna to really discuss quite a bit how Samster has decided to characterize um, each member of, of Mystery Incorporated, of the Scooby gang, as, as he, she, they, uh, refers hmm. to them as a unit. Um, one thing I love about Samster's Fred, and I love very few things about him, I'm going to be upfront about that, is that Samster's Fred is so self-aware. He doesn't even have a moment of self-realization. He's just in a constant state of self-awareness. Which is to, to go into more depth, Fred he yeah. watches the commercial, he hears it, he becomes enraged because he's heard and seen this commercial so many times uh, and instantly... I am so sick of these gosh darn camping commercials. Instantly segues from that into being like, I hate them, but they do also make me want to go camping. Now I must go camping. <laughs> like I'm saying, like Samster is pretty young. Eat, but also, like you said, self-aware. I know I'm susceptible to advertising. I, I, I just think that that's like that's more than you can say about most kids. I think it's true. Um, well, Fred's good qualities end there. He immediately says, "Hey, dummies, get in here." I might stop doing that voice. Um, and he kind of gets Shaggy and Scooby in. And so now we've got two more character models to discuss as Shaggy and Scooby roll in. Um, Shaggy, to me, looks like a Family Guy, Seth MacFarlane-y kind of character. He he, he does. Uh, his his pants are the correct color, his shirt's the correct color. He doesn't have that... Actually, his, his chin stubble is also pretty accurate, I would say, to um, how he normally appears. 
I'd say it's just his half-lidded eyes with the smart alecky kind of tilt to the eyebrows. Almost like if Ricky Gervais was animated into a Seth MacFarlane TV show, like that level of snarky self-praise oh. is writ on his face at all times. I, I, I'm like grimacing at the idea of like Ricky Gervais on a Seth MacFarlane show. That's like the square, it's square, it's like, it's exponential. Oh, um... The, uh, the, the, the character that accompanies Shaggy is Scooby-Doo, as, of course, Scooby. as we know and yeah. love him, but he's really just a, um, uh, a PNG of Scooby. Yeah, and by PNG, you mean, like, it's an image of Scooby with the background removed, so it's, all, it's a cutout of Scooby who is not, in no way animated. They just threw this picture into go animate and then dragged it across the screen so scooby not only says nothing scooby does nothing at any point in the whole episode yes like like scooby moves around um but samster did not uh i guess go the extra mile to find a voice because here's something that we should mention each of every character is voiced by a different text-to-speech voice and and you know i listened to it a little bit more i think part of what it is is that um, there's a little bit of pitch bumping and dropping to make one voice sound like a couple different people. Um, and I think that's done a little bit as well, potentially. Maybe I'm giving Samster a little much credit. But everyone does sound unique such that, at this point, if I ever heard, like, the same voice that they use for Fred in an elevator, I would sa- feel like I was under attack immediately. <laughs> 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 no matter what it says, because it's not like the voice sounds angrier. It's not like it's voice acting, but the stuff that he makes Fred say in this series <laughs> spoils the voice. We're, we're jumping ahead. Um, Daphne... I'm getting ahead of myself. Daphne shows up. Daphne Daphne and Velma are both so hideous. <laughs> I was trying to think of the word that really really spe- helped the, the, our viewers, our listeners understand Hideous definitely does it. I don't know how to describe Daphne, but Velma looks like the lead female from Die Antwoord, the South African uh, hip hop band. She she really does. Um, she, the, the haircut, the straight across bangs, um, very high on the forehead. Like not unsexual, but anti-sexual. Velma also has um, glasses without ear things yeah like morpheus glasses but but accountant glasses and she has like what looks like a buttoned up orange cardigan a very short maroon skirt (laughs) it's a very modest cardigan as well but it looks like she's not wearing anything underneath it what am i saying (laughs) no you're exactly right like it's weird design though right but it's an absurdly short skirt and daphne just looks like she hasn't had a shower in weeks (laughs) her hair is a mess she has a gosh i'm judging these women so harshly but but to be fair like shaggy and fred's hair are great um she like, has fred's hair is perfect shaggy's is a little tousled but it's like devil may care they're handsome by comparison sorry um daphne has a has a, a, a headband with a little bow on it um she has a little she has like a neckerchief or a, a, a bandana that is the right color green um but instead of a dress she's wearing what looks like a jacket skirt combo but the skirt also has like buttons in the front and it's all purple. It's a bad outfit. It could just be a trench coat. We've discussed Fred a little bit. Um, but now uh, we we see Samster we see Samster's sort of like perspective on women come out a little bit. Ooh, uh, yeah. for better or for worse. 
For worse. I think it's for worse. Um, Let's let the, our listeners decide. And this is spoken through Daphne's lips, correct? What is it, Fred? And by the way, you totes shouldn't call me dummy. You should call me beautiful Daphne. Shut up, Daphne. <laughs> no, wait, no. Hang on. The, when Fred shouts, can you do it? Can you do it, please? Shut up, Daphne. There is no way you could ever get me to call you that. <laughs> ever. Like the screen shakes and the uh, and it, it bumps up to a decibel that's like clearly the limit of how loud YouTube will let it go. What's that um, called again? There's a term. Oh for, no, it's called. Oh, it's <laughs> called. I'll, I'll just say it. It's called. It's called ear rape. That's kind of like the the meme or or that that usage of just like bumping up or like distorting audio so much that it's like offense. Like it assaults your ears. It's trying to make it as unpleasant to the ears as possible, and that's the. The colorful coinage of internet memedom for you. And and at this point, you are familiar with uh, the boneless pizza meme. I, I am familiar with the boneless pizza meme, which I kind of admit I'm not crazy about. Not my favorite meme. I think it's really funny. Um, uh, that guy, yeah. he he did not have a lot of mileage, and he ran it into the ground. I can see um, that. Go to our website, scoobydudes.com, and I'll, I'll embed the YouTube clip, just so that you can check that out for yourselves. Anyway, um... Fred is a jerk. Man, he's a massive jerk. He's the opposite of the Fred here that we normally see. I mean, it is a little... It is a little, like, um... What's the word? You feel like you deserve stuff? Like you deserve... Karma? No. Like, you feel like when you walk into a room, people should... Ugh. That's the word I'm looking for. I just... I, I read a book about people oh, like this. Oh, he's entitled. Entitled. There's, there's a certain amount of entitlement to Daphne just being like, Hey... Don't call me dummy. That's reasonable. Her saying like you should call me beautiful Daphne. That seems a little like uh, maybe. I mean like you. I don't know if you deserve that. Yeah. Well, I don't know what her relationship with Fred is. Maybe they've been married for ten years. I I honestly don't know how old everyone is, but I think in Samster's mind they're adults, just living a regular adult life in an apartment together. And Fred is still the head of the group apparently. It is. It is a very um friends esque. It's like a hangout sitcom. If sitcoms were like under ten minutes long and also terrifying, we've got so much to get to. Essentially, Fred's like, "Hey, we're gonna go camping. That's it, right?" Like he's made his decision, no matter what anybody else says. At this point, we we know that Fred um, is is a bit of a bully and capable of verbal abuse. We don't know much about Shaggy. We know that Daphne is a little bit like airheaded and like ditzy. Um, and uh, I think Velma's character is like Samster nails it. I th- I feel like Velma is Velma in the sense that she is the voice of reason. It it does seem accurate to Velma and her personality. Velma points out that uh, it's forty six degrees, and they only have a small tent and some sleeping bags. And Fred retorts, and again, Fred is like so aware. He's like, one, I don't give a crap. Two. These ads made me want to go camping, so we're camping. <laughs> so he's just, again, reiterating what. <laughs> What's number three? That's it. Those are the only two, two things. I say, yeah, he's like, I don't have time to answer all these stupid questions. Get in the mystery machine. So they are all in the mystery machine. And, and here's this is a huge... It's not a swerve. It's just surprising because they're no longer on an animated set for this one scene. It is in the back of what looks like a real mystery machine. At least this is clearly an interior picture of a van that was done up to look like the mystery machine. 
they are in the back of a real mystery machine, or what looks like a real mystery machine, and seeing all these cartoon characters sit there, it does not look as clean as Space Jam. No, it's it's super awkward. Um, we we get another glimpse of the fact that Daphne is just like this entitled airhead, um, and this is really a strike against her character because she says, "Fred, did you pack my makeup?" Fred is like, "Daphne, no, I didn't." Everyone packed the stuff that they wanted. I brought beer, Shaggy and Scooby brought burgers, and Velma brought her laptop. Yeah, if you didn't bring your makeup, nobody did. And her face contorts into, like, this Edward, Edward munches, like, the scream. Like, like I, I wanted to press a pillow over her face for her sake to bring it to a close. Oh, it looks... She's like in agony. It's like she's how's, seizing how's up. How's for her sake better? <laughs> no, I feel like looking at her, she wouldn't. She doesn't want to live like this. I wanted to murder this character. For them. But for them. Not for me. I'm doing this for you. Uh, she, uh, she, her face does contort horribly, and she, she says S-R-S-L-Y. Why a a a a a a a a a a a a like yeah? I I still think I this is my personal opinion, and we don't know. Neither of us have any confirmation, but I thought that Samster had taken, put into the text to speech program W H H H H H H H H H H H Y like Y but spelled out, and um, the text to speech program said wah H H H H H H H H H H H that was my interpretation actually i think it's i think it's wa a a a a a a a like w a and then lots of a's like wah is what he's trying to pray samster i think samster is not a feminist we've established that much so far um you and i i feel like you and i have tried to make scooby-doo's very inclusive and we've definitely commented quite a bit on how ver- the various incarnations of the show have treated like women women and minorities and none of these are issues that samster has has dwelled on seemingly in any capacity no like all due respect to to a great one of the greats sam you know d- we expect more from our heroes i think is the real takeaway here Considering that Johnny Coltyberry studied under Samster 5677's tutelage for 20 years before earning his blade, you would expect a little bit better. But I I mean, to be really frank and honest, I do think Samster is very young when he's making this particular episode. Um, and I was kind of a, I, I want to say dumb kid because that's calling Samster a dumb kid, but I was kind of a dumb kid. And so I give people a certain amount of leeway to grow out of this and to express, especially in fiction, which it's hard to be concise and clear in your messaging and when you're trying to be funny hit everything on the head every time i i don't know why i feel the need to defend no no it's it's fine um honestly i think that that is just how i mean that's how it works i think everyone maybe not you because you hated poetry but i think most people in their high school years write bad poetry because they're so full of like hormones and emotions and this is just like a really good outlet yeah and i wrote like i play guitar so i wrote songs and i never shared them with almost anybody because i even recognized while there was i was doing them that were terrible so samster may not be a product of his time um which is 2016 (laughs) that said yeah we're the scooby dudes we have to call this stuff out where we see it samster is very likely a product of his or of their a product of their age 
I mean, a lot of what this watching this episode is is realizing how young the creator is. Um, but they arrive at the campground. Uh, there is one of the eerie things about this episode for me. Sorry, real quick. No, please, is the go for complete it. lack of uh, background noise. There's just truly dead silence between a lot of scenes, such that I keep feeling like, did my speaker shut off or something? That that's true. It's not like um, it's not like in Scooby Doo. Where are you? Where they're walking around, uh, and it's like do 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 do. There's no uh, like background music, yeah. Or just like you hear like crickets in the background, or like a little if they're by the like you'd think it'd be pretty easy to swap in. But then again, I probably wouldn't notice it unless I watched this multiple times with an adult's eye, a semi-adult's eye. Um, there's a little bit with them unpacking and setting up the tent, etc. Um, just to skip ahead a little bit, um, there is a grill, just like a full grill, not like a campfire, but a grill that has been set out. Fred has placed a steak on it. The steak is his. Shaggy and Scooby are more excited about the burgers that they've brought. And here's something that I really thought was quite funny and worth commending Samster for. Because again, we're assuming that Samster is quite young. Um, in a program such as this, you really only have what's provided for you. And obviously this Scooby was brought in. Was It was not originally in the program. But normally you have a bunch of stock pieces of art, like clip art. Yeah, and you're referring to, in this case, the burgers. You can tell that there's just one model burger that they had to work with that they copy and paste, Samster copy and pasted a few times. Exactly, that was just duplicated. Um, and Scooby and Shaggy, they put they placed the burgers on the mm. grill. Obviously, they're not patties, they're full burgers. And Fred, I think this, I thought this was like a really good sort of like, lamp, he, um, like, Samster understands lampshading. Because he lampshades the fact that these are full burgers by having Fred comment and say, um, why did you place all the burgers on the grill and why do they all have toppings on them yeah, already? Yeah, kind of justifying the fact or even calling out the fact such that it becomes a joke rather than an inconsistency. And it's a, it works. And there's some other parts in this episode that are also pretty intuitive. They, they work kind of neatly. Not everything does. Um, but the product of this is that Fred says, uh, having all these burgers on there traps the hit in, and he means heat, which is means that all his food is going to burn under all the burgers, and I think the burgers burn as well. Yes, yeah, that is exactly what happens. There's a very quick, very brief scene in which, up, up until this point, we've understand that Fred is verbally abusive. Um, there is a, a guy who looks kind of like, I think you described him as being like Joe from Family Guy, but not in a wheelchair. Yeah, that's exactly what he looks like to me. They all look a little bit Family Guy-esque, but this guy has that exact body. Um, he's a tanned, uh, and apparently Australian. Yeah, like a Microsoft, whatever a generic Australian name is that's similar to Sam. D distinctly both robotic and Auss Aussie. Um, and, and this robot, well, not this robot, but this guy basically calls him out and says, you're going to freeze out here, it's 46 degrees, I have an RV, and I will be fine and comfortable. Um, and this throws Fred into a rage. And what, what does Fred's rage sound like? Does he repeat a vowel at all or anything like that as the screen shakes? So on Power Rangers, you had um, Alpha, I think his name was. And Alpha, when he was, like, stressed out, would put his, his hands in the air, and he'd go, ay, 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 uh, Fred opts to go a different direction, and when he gets really mad, he goes, 
oh 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 <laughs> yeah like a like a computer that only knows one word uh and then threatens to beat this guy up he's ready to assault this man shaggy has to t- like t- be the friend who tells him to back down like no chill out man chill out it's good um daphne and velma then show up and so fred does not you know like hurt this guy who's bigger than him mind you yeah he would definitely beat the heck out of fred and velma and daphne are just telling him to like calm down and fred just like screams at them to shut up shut up and i can't tell in these scenes are we supposed to find it funny that fred's getting mad or are we feeling his rage for everyone else or or do we are we supposed to be on no one's side kind of like a british comedy would have us that is definitely a way of taking this i think right where the the creator and subsequently the creator's idea for the viewer is that we'll be on nobody's side here maybe like we relate a little bit to shaggy but we find each person kind of like a worthy thorn for everyone else's side i don't know i'm not sure what the who's making who's actually getting lambasted here yeah like who's who's really at fault who are we supposed to be rooting for who are we supposed to be rooting against Mm. and and every tale is going to be some kind of moralistic i don't know there's so much conflict i it all emerges from Fred, but I can't tell if Fred represents the idea of Samster, or the ideals of Samster. So, whatever the case, it's it's after that that the whole thing with uh, with the burgers trapping trapping the hidden, and and burning it, and then they're just like, okay, well at this point we don't have food because apparently if you cover a grill, it burns everything instead of smothering it yeah like it trapped the heat in so it's not even that the bottom burnt and the top was uncooked it's that it was all ruined there should be at least a one layer of good in the middle (laughs) yeah i mean the steak might be a foregone conclusion but i'm sure the burgers are fine though the burgers are like nice and warmed though maybe although if they they're on the bun and uncooked (laughs) right is that what you're thinking (laughs) No, no, they, they are garbage. They raw patties in between these buns. They were bad when they started. Yeah. <laughs> they never had a chance. Um, they're like, well, much like, I guess much like actual homeless people, one way to, st- to stave off hunger is to sleep. That got really dark. I'm really sorry. I, w- I would just say college student sounds a lot better because it's like people who we consider to be privileged who can't afford food. That's okay. Much like the the interior of the mystery machine, this is once again a a photograph. It's of the interior of a tent. Um, And what, I thought this was quite funny in that they are all side by side in sleeping bags, uh, with the exception of Scooby. Scooby is also inside a sleeping bag, but uh, he's off the edge, not only of the photo of the interior of the tent but also off the edge of the youtube screen which is a little bit further out because it's not cropped perfectly <laughs> so he's really breaking the fourth wall it's like he's trying to get out of this video like scooby refused first he refused to speak in this video he didn't want his voice heard anywhere on it and now he's trying to sneak off of it yeah <laughs> no that's a, a super accurate i don't blame you scoob no <laughs> i'm sorry uh guys i can't sleep i'm so cold and hungry um, I think it's Velma who, once again, voice of reason, let's just keep trying to go to sleep. After all, it's our only option. So, so at this point, everyone's in the tent. Everyone is tired. Everyone is hungry. Mm. I mean, it, I, th- I feel like it's only logical what, what takes place next. Yeah, they all strip and just get into a pile and writhe against each other like snakes to create heat. And this part, I have to say, is well animated. 
this is where Samster really sunk all the production value. Yeah, there are a lot of Dutch angles, actually. <laughs> I, I It cut out a little bit there, but Daphne basically says, w- you could have just brought a space heater. Why didn't you do that? And Fred just keeps flipping out at Daphne, and Daphne says, you know, like, this is the worst. This is no better in here than it would be out there. Well, yeah, everyone essentially turns on Fred, which makes sense. Like, Velma points out that, like, Fred, like, you knew it was 46 degrees outside mm-hmm. when you decided to go on this camping trip. Why did you do that? Fred's rebuttal is, well, I didn't want to wait until it got warmer. I wanted to go camping now. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Fred's only excuse that he, the only thing he can rely on is that that ad really made me want to go camping. It was effective advertising. And, yeah, everyone is kind of piling in on Fred. Um, I mean, Shaggy's not super vocal, um, but it it all really comes to a head. Like like you said, Daphne saying it would be better if we slept outside is is the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back. And so Fred jumps up. He's shaking his fist in the air. Oh, yeah, well, I'm going to destroy the stupid tent. Everyone runs out of the tent so that Fred can shake his There's fists at the tent from the outside. Uh, rock music playing. As rock, that's right, rock music now plays. Generic drums and guitar. You were saying that Fred shakes his fists at the tent, and I do think it's worth noting that there are only a set number of actions that any character can enact at any given time. Yeah, certainly with this version of Go Animate, they only have like uh, again, kind of like a video game character. Your sprite only has certain preset movements, and one of them is like shaking fists in the air, which I think is meant to be a happy thing. Like, yay, our boardroom has the best charts this year for the typical Go Animate <laughs> video. <laughs> but here, it's exclusively used to connote uh, domestic violence and abuse on Fred's part. So Fred, Fred is shaking his his arms in the air and sort of like like a little teapot short and stout his body's kind of bent towards the tent and then it sort of like slowly flies off screen and that's kind of funny and like that's harmless and that's a fine way for him to get out his rage if up to this point you think we're being a little too hard on fred i'll kind of give it to you but fred then uh, rebukes daphne one last time for speaking back to him now it's time to teach i'm gonna refrain from speaking into the mic like i have been now it's time to teach you a lesson you won't soon forget and then he he then turns to daphne once again tips his body forward a little bit so that his his fists waving in the air uh connect with her head and then she immediately is prone a la family guy falling down the similarities just keep coming um in a sleeping beauty pose like she's knocked out cold but but very peaceful She's waiting for her prince to come along. Come kiss her. When really it was her prince that put her to sleep. This is just not a good kind of reel. I want to introduce this. I, I say this with complete honesty for all of our listeners. Like, this is not a joke. We've watched a lot of iterations of Scooby-Doo. Um, like, 13 Ghosts was particularly frightening. We've seen a lot of, like, and um, Mystery Inc. was also pretty frightening. Like, the creeping creatures. But this is the scariest Scooby-Doo I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I've never been more frightened of Scooby-Doo than watching this. Well, I mean, you and me, we've seen Scooby-Doo villains aplenty, but this is the first time we've ever seen a real monster on screen in Scooby-Doo. Can you tell our listeners, like, what takes place next? Because it is terrifying. (laughs) Well, Fred then breaks the fourth wall saying, what are you looking at? 
I'm gonna give you a concussion. And he comes for the viewer, and he, he approaches the screen, fists pumping. Yeah, he says, stop it right now, I'll s- stop it right now. And when he said that, I was like, oh, he's talking about Scooby and Shaggy. When he says, what the heck are you looking at? He's threatening his friends. Yeah, that's the best case scenario that we're hoping for. <laughs> yeah, we're like, uh, like, oh, okay, this like, not that this is fine, but this is like logical. You're You're now directing your anger and violent tendencies towards the people who exist with you in this context. I mean, like, yeah, I, the thing is, he, he he looks in our direction and says, I'll smash your computer screen. Yeah, and we right. can't interpret that any other way. That's how you know he's coming for the viewer. Like, if he reached down and paused the YouTube video, pressed pause, and then climbed out of it and started messing with my browser, wouldn't have surprised me. Evan hasn't slept since watching this video for the first time. It, the thing is that, like, he actually starts to approach the camera. Like, it's his face starts to fill up the screen. I just, I've never, I don't think I've ever watched another piece of media where I felt so strongly that the entity within it meant me physical harm. I've never felt that except for House of Leaves. It is terrifying, and this is the scariest villain we've ever seen. It's Fred as an abuser. Someone who would knock his own friend out cold just for talking back to him when he's being an idiot. And again, that's kind of what, at this very end turn, makes me think, no, Samster does kind of like, where's the sense of justice supposed to be? Or again, whose side are we on? By the way, that is the end of the episode. Like, like Fred threatens viewers, and then it's the end. Oh yeah, that was it. <laughs> I, I, like, I think the general gist of this episode mm-hmm. is just supposed to be that, like, um, Fred is beleaguered and annoyed by his friends, and then he, uh, uh, he hurts them. Yeah, I, I guess it does seem to kind of, like, be like, times are tough for Fred, he's always got to deal with all his stupid friends, um, but he hurts them at the end, which is the justice. I, I, I want to say there's some sympathy built in, like, Velma is a rational objector, who kind of you think the uh, the logical side of the creator is couching themselves in Velma. But Velma's not, like, Fred kind of yells at her too. Maybe this isn't even a kid, because there's so much uh, anger towards youth. Maybe this is, like, an adult who uses this same stuff for their job. <laughs> Man, I... Here's the thing. I think that there is comedic potential... Oh, even that feels like it's going too far. But mm. but you you have the beleaguered character who's just trying... Um, I, I don't like Arrested Development, which may be blasphemy for a large number of portion of our audience. Oh, man. Now you're prompting me to kind of agree with you in that I'm not crazy about Arrested Development, and I hope we're not losing too many lover, lovely listeners with that. What, what's, the, um, what's the guy's name, the main character? Michael? Yeah. Where you have a Michael type, and um, and and he's just he's having such a hard time, uh, with all of these like family members, and and he he just wants the best for them, and they're sort of like, um, bucking against that. And the idea, if you like, the idea of Michael like getting revenge on them is appealing to me, as a viewer. I may not this exact kind of revenge though. Though I can understand that. Yeah, I mean, I think the setup here is more like Married with Children, where there's one person, like Al Bundy's character, who's surrounded by all these incompetent people who make his life difficult. And he's always, like, talking smack to them and and throwing zingers their way and, like, making fun of them. And 
the the beauty of a sitcom like Married with Children is that it manages to make it funny at the same time, and it balances things out such that you're like, oh, but they still love each other. They're still a family. I don't feel like they actually hate each other at any point. And I wouldn't fault somebody who's early on in their animation career or writing career for being tone deaf on that kind of stuff. I was for my first narrative attempts. Um, but this is an example of tone deafness. I, what? Okay, I feel I feel like there has to be more that we can say about this, besides the fact that it was like <laughs> that it was like troubling, and like actually frightening to me personally as a viewer. Okay, like we can't just put aside who Fred was in this episode, but let's put that aside. What else were we looking at here? Could this exist as a? Uh, I mean, there's no mystery. There's no real villain aside from Fred. No typical villain. Could this work? Could this work? Thank you so much for bringing this up. About whether Scooby-Doo as a hangout sitcom is feasible. Yeah, because that's. I think that's what this basically is attempting to be, is a Scooby-Doo hangout sitcom. Scooby-Doo doesn't even talk in it. There's no mystery and there's no real drama in that sense. Um, it's just about the relationships. And it's again a kind of young view of relationships and uh, young fiction on relationships but uh, could it work like in a college setting in a new girl type setting friends thinking of a typical hangout sitcom uh i think college setting was um what i suggested because i thought it made the most sense because they're college kids um mm. yeah that definitely hits their de- their age but i think the other thing that i mentioned was it's it's difficult to imagine them not engaging in a mystery yeah it kind of makes you wonder like what's their what keeps them together i guess here's the question have they did they ever used to engage in mysteries in a hangout sitcom is that the necessary backstories that they used to do mysteries as a kid now they just they hang out i mean like i think I, i think i mentioned having a villain and having a mystery is such a key component um that i think you could have a show much like Mystery Incorporated that is very heavy on the mystery and it's heavy on the villains and the ghouls and the ghosts and but still hits those character beats and still has them spending time with one another um, and, and expanding on their relationships. And I think in a show like that, you could have an episode in which there is no mystery. Um, the joke of which, because I do think that Scooby always has to be a com- comedic, the joke of which is that the entire episode they're expecting a mystery and one doesn't show up that works perfectly as a one shot uh, within the context of a series that reliably delivers mysteries that'd be a great way of having a hangout episode a relax episode if you will outside of it kind of like a lot of animes well or anime excuse me will have an ova or will have a mid-episode breather episode mid-season breather episode where they're all at the beach or they're all doing something with downtime so you get to appreciate the relationships that way when there are high stakes uh, high-stakes situations, you appreciate it by the difference and by recognizing the people who are in these high-stakes situations. Uh, for for our viewers, or sorry, for our listeners who maybe haven't watched a lot of anime but have watched like Nickelodeon, Avatar The Last Airbender had such an episode, which I think is what most people will have seen or be familiar with. And Avatar The Last Airbender did it so perfectly because it was right before the huge climactic series of episodes so it kind of let you savor the tension for a little bit longer and invest in the characters a little bit deeper right before things got good. And so I think it's a brilliant tactic, and that could work really well. I would love it if every season of Scooby-Doo had one fake episode like that. 
Yeah, it it'd be fantastic. Um, there's but, uh, sorry. Uh, again, like all all of the respect to 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 Samster five six seven seven, um, who I think I can say this w- without any hint of sarcasm. I think did his best. Yeah. I, I don't pick up on any sarcasm there. It sounds like a massive insult. But there's no sarcasm on. I'm not catching a whiff of sarc. <laughs> yeah, like I think he he did his best. I but I do think it makes me hungry, thirsty for for the same kind of thing, but better. Yeah. Well, maybe just like when we when people listen to our first episode, I hope that they'll if they don't like it, listen to our most recent episode next. I hope I should watch the most recent episode of the Scooby Gang. Um, by Samster for comparison maybe that should be the next thing we do um, in this that would actually be great we're not going to return to this for quite some time for good reason it's, it's weird and most people are not huge fans it's non-canon I, I don't think thing. most of our listeners will be huge yeah. fans um, but we will return to this and we'll we'll pick something far more recent just to see how Samster has evolved or or matured yeah. uh, throughout the course of their artistic journey yeah, I, I indicated at the be- early on in the episode that we're going to read a lot about the person behind the episode based on the creation, but no, the more I think about it, the more I think that's unfair because this probably doesn't represent the person that is now. And again, I like I got like asked if I needed counseling once because of a comic I drew when I was in elementary school just because I wanted to be like edgy and funny like Calvin and Hobbes, and I didn't know where lines were. And that's just like... Can you prank. please describe the comic for our <laughs> listeners, but more importantly for me? I think it was that, well, you know, like, it was, uh, I think, like, plagi- almost plagiaristically copying. I was almost, like, surprised I got in trouble because I'm like, don't you see? Like, this is my take on a Calvin and Hobbes comic. Like, my teacher read that stuff. Dang, Mrs. Wormwood. Um, but it, it was one of those snow comics where Calvin, like, th- hits, at like, a full-size Sunday comic. Calvin hits Susie with a snowball or something like that. He runs back inside and says something about witness protection. You know what I mean? And, like, the last panel is, like, him with his back to the door, like, t- trying to say something to his parents about witness protection. And my version of that was something like, I, like I'm going to die or, like, something like that. Like, something a little bit too extreme. Or maybe, like, I killed somebody or... So he doesn't go into witness protection. I, I, I don't like. I don't even remember the source comic or my version of it. I wasn't being obscure, or trying to tease out a really great detail. I just don't have it anymore. But I, what I'm getting at is that when you're starting out, like it's hard to, it's hard to know how extreme is too extreme. When extreme just seems funny. I think I think a really good way of putting it. Cause, and we got to wrap up. We're, we've gone a little bit longer than yeah, we intended. I gotcha, yeah. We, we all have things that we're not proud of. It's just that in the case of artists or creators, those things exist in the age of the internet in, like, perpetuity. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the biggest thing because that's a comic that if it exists anywhere, it's buried in my basement, like, in upstate New York. Like, it'll never see the light of day again you upload one thing and you just keep rolling with it and it's kind of there for forever unless you take it down for the whole world to see and you know what there's some benefit to it because samster is popular um but this was a fun episode to watch and a fun episode to kind of chew on a little bit yeah because unlike the typical episode of scooby-doo i didn't know what was coming i didn't know what to make of this and that twist at the end i think caught us both off yeah i mean like it's definitely something to masticate on you're right we're (laughs) 
we we just really enjoyed masticating this episode. Just two two serial masticators, you and I. Uh, this is just a brief reminder to all listeners of this podcast, Scooby Dudes, that the content uh, that you just heard is not a representative of Evan Young or any of his affiliates. Yes, and also a brief reminder that everything that you've just heard is a solid and consistent representative uh, representation of all of Luke's beliefs and standards. Uh, now that we've gotten that out of the way. <laughs> Just with, to be clear on that point, I like that we do that because that way if people don't like what we said, they still like you. And if they do like what we said, they like me. Yeah. We're covering, we got everybody under that umbrella. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us for that very special uh, YouTube Scooby Analysis series. Next week, we are going to be doing some more YouTube analysis. We're going to get on uh, Keemstar along with uh, Fine Bros. <laughs> Uh, Soflo Antonio. I do not want to cover any of And these. Joey Salads are all going to be joining us on the app. Who is Joey Salads? <laughs> They're all just terrible YouTubers. I hate that his name's... Look. So, wait, hang on. Do you want to toss him out on the street? Yeah, I would you, I would love to toss Salads. You know, you're just going to toss... He. Hey, he's my guest. You can't just toss my Salads. You know I hate this dude so much. I want to take a knife to him. I want him to be chopped Salads. Wow. You're just going st- to... St- like, like Brutus, you're gonna stab him in the back like a like a Caesar salad. <laughs> you know what? I think he's a coward. I think that he's not man enough. Uh, I think he's a chicken salads. Whoa! So you so then you're gonna stab him in the back, thereby making it a chicken Caesar salad. It's like the worst bit we've ever done. This is by far the worst. I'm sorry that I took us down this path, my friend. I want I just want to say that that bit is not representative of Luke's. ideals when it comes to comedy as much as it is of Evans. And I also want to go on record and say that I love salad. If you go to my Facebook page, my motto is, I love salads. I would eat them every day if I could. And that is not a joke. And that is exactly what I said about fine bros, is that I love them. I would eat them every day had I only the opportunity. Evans nodding very vigorously. Just (laughs) mouth pursed real tight, nodding. Mm Mm-hmm. Like that bailiff in that one gif. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, okay, uh, uh, listeners. That listeners, was the episode. Yeah. This is the outro. Um, first of all, thank you, thank you very much for listening. I, I obviously appreciate it. I th- I'm very grateful. It should be obvious to all of you guys, if you've listened to one of our episodes before, how you can follow up on this podcast. But Evan will now briefly run through all of our social media platforms for you. Yeah, just very quickly, Facebook. Everyone's on Facebook. Uh, I talked to someone in marketing last week. Apparently, it is mostly 45-plus-year-old mothers. But if you happen to be a 45-plus-year-old mother or talk to your mother using that uh, social networking platform, facebook.com slash scoobydudes. Yes, if and you're, if, you're 40, yeah. if you're a 45-year-old woman, take a pregnancy test. That might be you. That is now my worst bit I've ever done on air. <laughs> <laughs> If you're more, uh, if you're more, uh, if you're more, uh, you you like terse communication, 140 characters or less. Twitter, twitter.com slash the Scooby Dudes. If you are more hip to what's going on in, in the social media networking sphere, if you if you got Snapchat, if you've got Instagram, if you've got, um. I mean, Dude, we we're not. We don't have any of those. We don't have any of those. <laughs> So so be less hip. Again, 45-year-old, 
pregnant women. Like, once you've given birth, we need you to stop following us. You... And if you're infertile, we don't want you. <laughs> okay, you realize that they need to give birth before they're, like, mothers, right? I think. I think that's how it I works. I only want people who are on their second child or later. <laughs> if it's your first birth, I'm... Oh, gosh. Ooh, mm, everything, there's... Every direction is bad from where I stand. <laughs> I need you to realize, I've needed to pee for the past, like, hour. So, like, these bits are, like, not... There's a lot of pressure. <laughs> Under a lot of pressure. Um, so, yeah, Facebook, Twitter. Um, hit us up on there. Uh, hit us up at ScoobyDudes.com, the best portal to find all of our different platforms, as well as to find additional Scooby Dudes-related content. Luke and I have somehow, somehow taken screenshots of this show and provided <laughs> captions for them. We haven't done them yet at the time of this recording, but we will, and it will be an experience. It'll be fun. We'll have fun with that. Um, on our website, it says scoobydudespodcast at gmail.com is a place that you can email us. So please do feel free to email us. Just got a new one from a new listener. We love getting those messages. Uh, lastly, um, but not leastly. Not really, by a long shot. Lastly, but really firstly, Mostly. Uh, we would not be able to create this podcast with the ease that we are without the support of our patron donors yes patreon.com slash scooby dudes is the best way that you can help keep this podcast running help keep our lights on we've got beloved patrons who donate to us on a monthly basis and help us pay our artists because we've got original art for every episode uh yeah they're they're fantastic wonderful people um and every single week we like to say their names Speak them. Let them roll off of our tongues and into your ears. And that's what we're going to do right now. Evan, do you want to do the tongue roll this time? I, I don't. Oh, come on. Come on, man. Look at, look at these listeners' ears. They're just twitching, aching to hear our patrons. I really need a pee. Can you not? This is, like, very like, <laughs> painful almost. Hey, dude, I really need to say these patron names. I'm just, honestly, like, it's right there. The patron names want to come out, but I have to hold them in until you... Stop, okay. We're, we're going to say the names leave. right now, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with those patrons mentioned, uh, do we have any new iTunes reviews that we need to read out? Uh, we do not, but uh, just so that all of our listeners, both old and new, are aware, if you send us an, an iTunes... If you create an iTunes review and it is five stars... I will read that in the outro of a podcast. Maybe it'll be, yes. maybe it'll be Welcome to Night Vale. Maybe it'll be uh, Improv for Humans. Maybe it'll be If I Were You. But I will, on a podcast, read that review aloud. It'd be so much work to get on one of these other podcasts that don't know I exist. <laughs> or we exist. Um, but it's true. Whatever you write Evan will read word for word verbatim to me on the air. We might censor depending on what is said, but we, it will at least be read out at one point. Um, I will again encourage all listeners to type a review that says, um, I, Evan J. Young, Social Security number 478329821. I almost read out my actual like social insurance number. Like you had to I correct like, me? Like, ran, that's not it what it is. I was like, no, 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 no. It's... <laughs> Hold on. Censor this. You're kidding. Is that really? Yeah. <laughs> You're really trusting in my censoring skills. Sure. I have not been generous with you on that in the past. Um, please write us a review on iTunes again. Whatever you will write, Evan will read. We will have it on the air with minimal censorship. 
um, and it helps helps us get additional traction and get us out to more people. Our our bits in this outro have been so bad. <laughs> I think we need to call it like t- time of death. <laughs> That was like Phantom of the Opera when he's walking away from her. Man, that was sustained. That was beautiful. I, I was thinking like, oh, I'm so glad um, our, our listeners weren't aware. We actually did have a guest at this episode uh, just for the outro. We we have a uh, a real alive, authentic Mongolian throat singer. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm not bad at that. <laughs> it's not terrible. It's obviously not two tones, but I really love Bela Fleck and the Fleck Tones live performance at uh, it, with a Mongolian throat singer. Cool stuff. How do you think five or ten minutes ago was when we should have ended this intro? Uh, well, we're not even on ten minutes yet, so ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs>